two, three, check. Thanks, honey. It feels kind of nasally to me. Speaker, just speak up a little bit into it. You got to be on it. <laughs> oh, I'm, recording. <laughs> I'm recording. I'm keeping that. <laughs> All right. Hi, guys. This Murray's. I'm not saying that. Say it. This is Mary. Say I'm it. sure you've heard Mary mention me. Mary mentioned me. Murray mentioned me here or there. What did I say? What was the opening line? Hi, guys. This. Murray's gorgeous and talented wife. It's incorrect. It's grammatically incorrect. I know, forgot the is. But you're gorgeous and talented. I would never say that. I know. That's why I said it. Yeah, but that means you have to say it, not me. You don't say it when you're the person you're talking She's about. gorgeous and talented. <clears throat> I'm sure you've heard Murray mention me here or there. The reason I'm talking to you now is because Murray is sick and lost his voice. But he wanted to tell you a couple of things. So he wrote this out for me to read to you. First off... Booger fart. <laughs> Second, today's guests are from the Punch Drunk Sports Podcast, Sam Tripoli and Jason Tebow. Sam is one of my oldest friends in the biz, and you know anything about him. Well, let's just say this. He created the Naughty Show with strippers, porn stars, and sponsored by weak companies. So he's pretty dirty. So basically, this episode is for mature audiences with an immature sense of humor. If you're easily offended, don't listen. Download it and delete it. Also, pee-pee butthole. <laughs> the other thing is, this might be my last podcast for the year. Last podcast for the year. I'm not sure. The new All Things Comedy Studio is closed until January 3rd. But I'm going to try and record an an end-of-the-year recap. But damn, who wants to recap this shitty year? And lastly, it's the end of the year, meaning it will be the beginning of the year next week. So please write a review of the podcast on iTunes. Believe it or not, it really does help the show. So throw a five-star review on there. Also, if you want to make a donation, please go to roadstories.tv and click on the donation button. Again, donate what you want. But if you donate ten to fifteen dollars, you get a signed CD. Ten to twenty-five dollars, you get a T-shirt. If you donate over twenty-five dollars, you get a signed CD and T-shirt. Since I go through PayPal, please include in the notes if you want a CD or T-shirt. And if you want a T-shirt, don't forget to tell me your size. Remember, all donations go back into the show. I'm not paying my mortgage with it. It goes to equipment. For instance, my laptop crashed this week. It also goes to food and drinks for the comics, an occasional Uber for comics visiting L.A., and as always, if you don't make a donation, if you do not make a donation, I will still do the show for you guys. As always, thanks for listening. Feel free to email me with questions, with your questions, comments, or corrections. I return every email. That's for sure. E if I return every email. I what does that mean? You're always emailing. <laughs> if I somehow missed yours, please send it again. You'd be surprised how effective an email can be. You know, when you podcast, you feel like you are throwing something out in the universe. And even though I have a good idea of how many people listen, it puts a voice to faceless listeners. So my voice should be good for next week's episode. Thank you to my wife, Mary, for reading this and for being the best wife and for literally taking my breath away when I met her at a party at Jim Morrison's house 12 or 13 years ago. Also, go see my new movie, La La Land. <laughs> Costumes are amazing. This is Murray writing this, not me. It is a really good movie, though. And before we listen to the Road Stories podcast, I want to tell you about the time I got to see Steve Martin in Las Vegas. Oh, that, you want me to tell That's that? you, yeah. Okay. Oh, so I was about 12 or 13 years old, and Steve Martin was playing at the Riviera. Oh, the Riviera just closed this past year. It had a good stand-up show. Are they going to blow it up? They already blew it up. Ugh. Anyway, he was playing there, and it was me and my girlfriend, Gina Canjamila, my best friend in middle school and in high school, and still a very good friend to this day, and my mom and her cousin, Vivian, and we went to see him. And Do I know Vivian? No. Okay. And uh, sh so we saw the show, and it was awesome. I remember um, laughing a lot. 
And then we spotted him. Gina and I were roaming on the outskirts of the casino because they wouldn't let kids inside. So you're like 13. Yeah, I think so. 12 or 13 years old. And uh, we spotted Steve Martin with Bernadette Peters, and he was at a table, maybe playing craps or something. Mm -hmm. Finished the bet, and he stepped away from the table and started walking down one of the alleys or the, the walkways of the casino. And so Gene and I followed him and we followed him. We, he exited the casino. We were out in the outside. There were like two towers at the Riviera and we followed him to a tower, which was obviously a place where you stay and not gamble. <laughs> and we stayed like a few paces behind, like we were in a movie. And then he stepped in to the door and we went in after we saw him walk into the elevator the elevator door closed and we went, sat in front of it and watched to see what floor he got off on. And it was the top floor. <laughs> and we took the next step. We waited for the elevator to come back down. We got in, we went up to the same room that he, or the same floor that he was on. And there was a room service tray and we took cup, the, a glass, like an orange juice glass that, uh -huh. that was on the tray. And we were putting our ears up to all the doors in the hallway, <laughs> trying, and we couldn't hear anything. And, we waited up on that floor for a while, and then we got bored, and we went down and waited for him downstairs, and that's the story. It's not that exciting. Oh, I like people wanted to hear about it. I've mentioned it before on the podcast, and people have wanted to hear about it. Okay. So thank you for doing it. Sure. Thank you for reading. You're welcome. Thank you for being the best wife in the world. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for being the best husband. Oh, you're just saying that. Oh, I am on the air, so... <laughs> You wanna know about life on the road? It's Zeus, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, trunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Hey, thanks for tuning in the Road Stories Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy Network. We're coming to you from a new studio, the first podcast of the new studio. Is this the very first podcast in the very new studio? Yes, it is. Very for Now, this is, we moved from Hollywood to, now, is this East Bumfuck, or is this Bumfuck proper? Are what we still is, in California? This is Bumfuck adjacent. Bumfuck adjacent. We're not even in Bumfuck. We're is it Bumfuck or Buttfuck, or what is I was talking about that. What is the actual <laughs> rule on that? I, I, I grew up Bumfuck. Bumfucking Bum, Egypt. I've always heard. I've never even heard. So there's an heard. area in Egypt where they just fuck bums in the ass? Well, I, I, I don't know. I put, that into my, I put that into my ways, and it didn't know where to go. <laughs> but we got a new studio. How, uh, what else is going on, all things? We're very excited. We partnered up with somebody. There's Who a guy in there. I don't with? know. He Soap came in and introduced himself. Soapbox. Soap so the Soap. deal is set. It's set. We're with Soapbox. Sure. Tell us what that means, Aaron, in your white Anglo-Saxon way. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to uh, start doing more video work. Bam! Oh, I don't do video. Properly. It means nothing to me. Yeah, you know, we're no, doing? But like, hold on, this, don't do a video? soundstage right next to us. Then why are you getting braces if you're not doing videos? Well, that's for 2017. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get straight teeth and Trump. 2017. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, I can't also, hear myself in my phones. Can okay, great. About that? Um, oh, thank you, producer also, Aaron. Also, I forgot to mention last week that Steve Simone just put out a new album. What's okay. up, nerds? Right, right. You can find that everywhere. iTunes, Amazon, all that stuff. That's great. What can Steve we do Simone, about everyone's favorite? What can we do about my phones? Steve Simone, everyone's favorite. Oh, do I have a volume on mine? Potentially, it just might just be that connection. No, it's the headphones. It's I this can new hear you, goddamn so studio. Right. Can you hear us? Fucking, let's move back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Yeah, I don't think I can hear Sam. Hello. <laughs> Doesn't um, little John? I always said little John sounds like he fell in a well and he's crying for help when he sings every song. Little John. <laughs> yeah. Get down for what? <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, all things come. All right, I'm a dragon ass this morning. Dragon ass. Dragon ass. You said you started drinking at, at one, one, or you was you Why? were drinking until one. I just started. Nothing. You got that text last night at one. That's when I started drinking. Why? Okay. I went out and played cards with some friends, and then I got home, and I was wide awake. And there's a little dive bar next to my house. It's like it's that kind of dive bar that smells like deviled eggs. But, Which bar? But they've never so sold deviled eggs in their life. <laughs> Which dive bar? It's called the Lost and Found. Okay. It's yeah. over it's over by me. You've never been to my pad, but it's over by wow, me. That I like saw a great a dude, name for an AA meeting too. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a dude carry a pickaxe into this place one uh, time. That's my kind of bar. He, he walked in, I think I told the story. He walked in 
And the guy had it, and I walked in with him. He's like, after you. And I'm like, no, fuck, after you. So he walks in with a pickaxe, and I motion to the guy, the bartender, because I don't want to, like, the guy's got a big And the bartender's like, what? The guy's got a pickaxe. And this bartender's a short little girl. I didn't want to yell it because he'd turn around and fucking slice my head. Horror movies start off like yeah. that. So finally, I'm like, that dude's got a pickaxe, man. And he just raised it just to go after a guy. And the bartender, like, grabbed it. Oh, shit. Yes, yes. And then this little girl. How old was this guy? Oh, I love how you just say that with a smile. Like, yeah, you know, you just stopped the murder. But then the girl, the five foot four bartender, walks over, grabs the pickaxe, and goes, You'll get this when you leave and put it behind the bar. What? <laughs> that may be the funniest thing I've ever heard. That's amazing. How old was the guy? He had to have been in 40s, 50s. Like That's when you lose it. Yeah. And he That's... Had it. He had the, like, the... In know, my he head, like he's a... dressed like the San Francisco's... He looks like the 49ers mascot. You know that, like, big, like, coal miner Yosemite old Sam guy? Looking yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he looks like. So, uh, hey, right, well... did you see the guy at the Starbucks <laughs> on the way over here that basically looked like he shit his pants? No. It was. I was like, no. He had all this construction work on, but the front of his jeans were all clean, and the back was just like filthy brown dirt. Right. Yeah. It, it literally looked like he shit his pants, and nobody else was saying anything. And the chick who looked like my my Myla Kulin, Kulin, what was her name? The girl who who's had a. a Aston Kutcher's kid. <laughs> Had whose kid? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Who is that? Mila, Mila Kunis? Mila Kulich. Oh, she was like a, a 99 she's cent hot, store dude. version of her. Oh, uh, okay. Like she's the attainable version. Right. And uh, nobody said anything, so I'm assuming this guy didn't shit. But it, I, I just want to be like, you look like you shit your pants. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I would want somebody to tell me if it looked like I'd shit my pants. Oh, That's absolutely. That's why I always say, like, if I see somebody with something in their mouth or mm -hmm. so, like, I mean, like, I want somebody to tell me. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to walk around with, like, shit pants. I used to have this white pair of shorts, and I sat in my kid's chocolate milk and didn't realize it and went shopping in uh, Whole Foods. Oh, my God. Now I have to get a new Whole Foods. I can't go back in there. It looked yeah. like I crapped my pants. But it was shit pants is here. <laughs> you got to give it, like, a... a like an eight, nine months, like the whole staff's got to turn over. Yeah. Before exactly. you can start going back. <laughs> and that's a place where nobody leaves either. They yeah. just get oh. hooked on the food. Yeah. And they the stay same, forever. It's the same people shopping there. Who we got on today? We got the Punch Drunk guys. Punch right? Drunk, huh. Sam Tripoli, Jason Tebow, two guys, you know, Punch just want to make the world a better place. Punch Drunk's a sports podcast. Yeah. It's a sports sure. comedy political podcast. Oh, all right. We, we dive deep. What, Aaron? No, no. Aaron's shaking his hand. Every podcast Sam is on has become a political conspiracy <laughs> podcast. No, I just, I don't talk sports on, I, politics on Punch Drunk anymore. That's my new rule. And was that your a, new rule? Yes. <laughs> or was that everybody else's new rule? We have a no politics rule on this show. Also. That's fine. I Unless I get that. Jimmy Dore on here and then I'm fucked. Yeah, I love him. On. Yeah, he's great. I'm so happy for him, man. Talk about finding a great niche. And just driving it home. That's why I don't talk politics, because you got Jimmy Doors and Feldmans out there who just, like, shit on everything you say with all the facts. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. He's great. Yeah. I'm, I would love to know what elite, the Hollywood elite people think about him, because he's so anti what's shoved down everybody's throats out here. It's so interesting to watch. I was in China, and I obviously can't watch their TV because it's so bad. Right. Like, one, I don't speak Chinese. That That's really the big reason. But the second <laughs> one is, is that it's just a flying bag of dog shit television. No. Like, the rest of the world's TV is like our public access. That's why they love our TV, because all of our shows are programmed, because we're so shiny. Everybody's good looking. You go over there, it's just public access crap. Yeah, well, I hate, well, I hate to t talk politics, but when I was over in the Middle East, watching, watching their news was phenomenal like i learned it's shit i was embarrassed of our news because it is shiny happy oh dude just go know. to canada go anywhere and you're like the, the it's like our news is attack news like they're trying to get us agitated Absolutely. and upset and mad at the world and co-sign on all this shit you go over there it's just like you know it's mostly just informational i'm not saying it's perfect by any means but it's definitely has a different uh, agenda. No, I was opinion. over there during the Democratic National Convention. I learned much more on BBC News, Al Jazeera, this place called RT out of Moscow. I, I would just sit in my hotel room and watch news oh, and learned about drones. Uh, nine out of ten drone strikes from America kill civilians. Oh, like, dude, you would never hear that on our, on our news, man. He turned me on to the uh, the untold 
History of the United States by Oliver Stone on if it's on Netflix right now. Oh, really? It's you have to watch it. He's a bit of a conspiracy, though. How much can you you believe it? But if you watch it, but just I don't think he really gets it too much into that. I think it's pretty much nuts and bolts, uh, straight up. But what you see is a a real there's not not like a lot of uh, uh. Maybe they did, you know, fake the moon land. There's none of that really in there. It's pretty, pretty. God, I really hope they fake the moon land. Like that's in the back of my mind. I There's so a video that just them. came out that supposedly the word is. I watched it. Mm-hmm. That this video that NASA or somebody had got released and it was sent to the wrong place. Uh huh. And it actually shows the, the famous moonshot of, like, the Earth. You remember the Earth, and you only see half the Earth? Right, yeah, yeah. And then there's a shadow on it, and they're like, this is the shot of Earth from the moon. And then they keep running the video, and they keep running it and running it and running it, and then you see the lights come on. Oh, and yes. And you see the guy who's yes. in it, like, just moving shit around, and it's not. It's just all. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. I knew so- it. I love Crazy. it. All I say I is the money like the and fish. power and passion, anything is possible. That's Absolutely. all I say. I'm Absolutely. not saying anything is real. Yeah. I'm just saying you cannot sit there and go, that's not possible based on the trillions of dollars, the power that's at stake. And when pe- people are in jail for fucking two reasons, love and money, dude, love and money. Yeah. Trying to sell drugs, trying to buy drugs, love and money, sex, passion. It's all fucking, guys are mostly in jail for fucking money, drugs, or fucking women. That's it. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> But getting back to the moon landing, because I hope that's so fake, man. Oh, I really do. I watched a documentary where the guys, there's the Van Allen ring of radiation around the earth. Yeah. And he's like, you can't go through that. Put on a suit and go in a nuclear reactor and survive, and I'll believe we landed on the moon. Yeah. That's, his, that's the one thing. And they still like, oh, we, and then they're later on, they were talking about, we got to figure out how to get through that. And yeah. all those astronauts did like one interview their entire life. They never did any interviews on it. You've landed on the moon. You've done what is arguably the greatest achievement in mankind. And you do one half-ass interview, and that's it for the do rest of the Do you think we were just trying to do that to uh, catch up with the Russians? Dude, if you watch this Oliver North thing, I mean Stone, Stone. thing, you realize <laughs> that the, the Russians, are. we use the Russians for everything we do. Mm-hmm. We blame it on, we got to keep up with the Russians. The they Russians single handedly attack. won the Second World War. Yeah, and we don't... They we, won this election. <laughs> there's no, dude, I, I don't want to get into politics. All right, we have a no politics rule on this show. So since we already broke that, we have a no sports talk on this show I'm either because I am not into sports. That's really? right. I don't watch any sports. Where, that's where, cool. Where'd you grow up? Uh, primarily New Jersey. Okay. Tennessee. But cool I do, I am an avid surfer. That's and cool. And we had the, the Pipeline Masters this week, which was, it's like the Super Bowl of surfing. That's it's awesome. Mecca. Where and, was it? Uh, pipe, pipeline in Where is that? North Shore of Oahu. Okay. And Kelly Slater, I want to get your opinion on this. I consider the greatest athlete of all time. He's 43, 11-time uh, world champion. 11 times. Uh, 11 times. How many? All right, who's the big bas- Who's the best basketball Kobe? Is he the best basketball player? Uh, of all time? Well, yeah. No, Michael Jordan uh, probably. Jordan. All right, how many did Jordan? How many... Uh, yeah, but the, but the reason, the only Six. problem I have with that is the pool you're up against is is much lim- more limited. Like, we don't know. How, I always had this thing about, you don't, what if something hasn't been invented yet that you would be the Michael Jordan of? Uh-huh. Maybe, Murray, you're the greatest time traveler ever. You okay. just, nobody's invented time travel for you to, but it is a natural instinct that you have that you could do it better than everybody else. You, Slater's his name, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he's awesome, but it's only against this little pool of people. A guy like, let's say, John Jones, a UFC fighter, everybody in the world pretty much has been in a fight in their time. Right. He's the best at it. He's the best. Sure. You could argue that he's he could take on anybody in the world for the most part like and it. probably beat them in fighting. All right. in the how, world. Many, how many championships does he have? He's, 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 there's only one belt to have, and he's literally beat everybody. How, many, how long has he had it? He's had it for well, he lost it because of fucking crazy shit. But he was uh, he. I mean, he went through a who's who of like the greatest fighters. Uh, I'm ever. sorry, how many? How long has he had it? He's had it for four or five years. Eleven years. Eleven. Kelly Slater's now, had it for eleven, 11 years. in a row. No, no, it's spaced out through his twenty years of right, 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 right. Years. I mean, that's pretty. I mean, it is. Impressive. I'm not saying he's not great. I'm just saying he's the greatest athlete ever. That's fine. 
That's fine. I only, I've never heard of John Jones. I don't. That's why. See, how that's, did UFC? That's the problem. I, dude, how and I totally don't. I, I love it. It's how did good. UFC? I know, buddy. Come on. How did UFC get so fucking popular all of a sudden? Because f- people love fighting. I guess so, huh? I think they figured it out. I think they figured out when a time when boxing was kind of weak. Uh, how to kind of get the uh, pay-per-view market. Oh, yeah, okay. How to put, you know, what I think what really helped them, they started doing these, you know... They grew with the internet. Six, they grew with the internet, mm-hmm. too. But I think before that, even slightly, they, were, they, they figured out, like, we can put six or seven really good, meaningful fights together mm-hmm. because nobody knows our one headliner. You know, uh, these aren't household names. Right. Where boxing was, you'd pay 70 bucks, you'd get one fight. It, it would go 12 rounds, no one would do anything, and everyone would be pissed. They're like, let's give them six fights. All of them are kind of meaningful. Mm-hmm. Uh, win a belt, or you win this, you get a fight for the belt. And then everybody can kind of grow with our brand and get to know these fighters. Yeah. So when it's, I'd be like, dude, I paid 70 bucks for that Mayweather fight. It sucked. But I got UFC 59, right. and, dude, all six fights were awesome. Yeah. Right. And it kind of kind of. Grew, grew, Grassroots that way, I thought. It took the best of boxing and the best of pro wrestling and put them together. I kind of watched it grow out on the road, you know, because more and more I would, I remember I was at Reno years ago and just, they're just like four or five meatheads out there and Mm -hmm. they're doing, they're grappling and they're like, you gotta get to the head or you gotta get to the gut? You gotta get to the head? Oh shit, the show's starting. I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I'm gonna have to fight these guys. Oh, 100%, dude. <laughs> I always think about how, cause like the mecca of fight of MMA is Vegas now. Yeah. It's, I do a joke about Vegas is now the home of MMA and pornography. It's right, like yeah. MMA fighters and porn stars are hooking up and having babies that are like fully tatted with pole dancing <laughs> skills, right? So, wait, the, I thought this new studio was the heart of pornography. Yeah, I wish. Like, I wish. Come oh, on, how much porn has been done out here? You know, it's so that, Yeah, it's these balls. Oh, no, chats were where it used to it be. It used to be, yeah. Now it's all in Vegas. It's all oh, did they move Vegas. over in Vegas? Yeah. They had the, you, you know, you guys know what the stripper flight is, right? Yeah. Out uh-huh. of Burbank? Yeah. Uh-huh. We have the strip, for those of you who don't, we have the stripper flight out of Burbank, which is like noon to five on a Friday when yeah. all the strippers get on the plane and go work for Vegas for yeah. the weekend. They also go Make to Make more Diego. money, more money than God that weekend and fly back on Monday. I don't understand. I mean, I'm much older now, so like I, I talk about this on stage about how like you throw, you overthrow the dictator when mm-hmm. you get older. Because when you're young, your dick runs everything. It is a, it runs a show. It has final vote. You know, I mean, I drove like two hours once to get pussy. You know, it's like that's too long. I've driven further than that. Really? Yeah, it's, just, it's like oh, gotta two go, hours? gotta go. You know, <laughs> I moved across dude. country for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But now if some girls like, I mean, we're all in relationships. But imagine if some girls like, oh, dude, why don't you come over? I'm two hours away. Be like, fuck that. <laughs> you know, I mean, like you can do start doing pussy math and stuff. You're like, okay, I could go hang out. I got to put this out, or I can just go get a burrito and go to bed. You right. know, it's like equal. <laughs> Uh, it equals stuff. Uh, uh, Vegas is just like, I don't understand why people still go to strip bars because let's say you drop 300 bucks in a strip bar, right? right? You go to a regular club where women just are dressed almost as sexy now mm-hmm. and they they put out a lot more than they used to or openly put out more. That's a way better investment. $300 in a normal bar sure. with a regular chick than a strip. I don't understand. I never understood that. And I'm not just saying this for the women listeners, but I've never been a strip club guy. I never understood Me that either. I pay a lot of money to not have sex with a woman. Yeah, I never understood that. And I always felt a little grimy too, man. I remember what time it's I a it. fake transaction. <laughs> well, because it was, it would allowed you to be with women. Like, I mean, even up to the 90s, it was like, it was not as acceptable for women to be as sexually free as they wanted to be. I don't know why we locked it down. That's a whole different thing. But now it's like pretty open. Yeah. Like there's this whole slut shaming thing that's going on. But I don't know any guys that shame sluts ever. But I know women shame all the time. Sure. And but, that's nothing new. Yeah. I mean, I used to have a joke about that. Like the guys don't call women who sleep around sluts. We just call them. You know what I'm saying? And... <laughs> I so, but now I think it's a lot more open that I, I I don't understand why there's that kind of you still need to go to those things. Maybe guys just want to be around naked chicks. I do get that, but mm-hmm. you can just go to a regular club now. I, I was coming on. Where was I? I forget where I was coming from, but I missed my flight and I landed in Miami and they put me up in a shitty hotel in Miami, a block from the airport. You know, so I was. Those in, are the worst. The worst. But the airline put me up and they're like, "Yeah, this is where you're staying." So I'm in the the 
four channels on the TV, all in Spanish. And then just outside my window was just a blinking sign, nude, nude, nude. All night long. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go. I got nothing else to do. Like that. Now, see, I can get that in like in a romantic sense in my head. Oh, I want to hear that. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I don't, I don't mean like love romance. I mean like, you know, it's almost like, it seems like a, like a uh, like a novel or something. Like you're stuck in some Miami place with a, right, it's almost yeah, like sure. film noir in my head. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? I got to see what's on the other side of this wall. Right, right. I, I, going in that sense, I get, but I've never been the kind of guy that's like, Man, I haven't been to a strip bar in like six months, man. I'm jonesing. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Every time I've had to go to a strip club, I'm like, what a wait. Really, man? You're 36. This is what you want to do for your bachelor party, bro? Right, you're right. A dumb, what a dumb fuck. Right. I just. We could have done so many things. You're going to make me go piss away money to these dipshits. <laughs> It always cracks me up when you do go and your one friend disappears into the into the VIP champagne room and you just know that fucking tab is running <laughs> and you just want to go, no, and it's just running and they come out with that fucking zombie eyes like, oh, am I going to explain this? How am I going to explain this? It's like, dude, there's no sex in the champagne room. Speaking of Vegas, what now? You had a... I had All right. a show there, yeah. You had a show there, right? Yeah, we had about six months run. That's a great day. run. I had a great time. I would do it again. I I would do it again. I learned a lot from it. There's yeah. a lot of work that goes into... But did you have a producer on top? Were you doing it yourself? I was doing everything myself. Oh, that's a lot of work, man. I was working with this guy. <laughs> it is what it is. I had a great... I mean, dude, I was at the 50-yard line of the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah. But when you, you learn something, it's there's a lot of shows in Vegas, uh. and... You know, you see in Vegas, it's kind of what happening to comedy and just like the venues are giving away the tickets because they just want the liquor sales. Mm -hmm. And that ultimately hurts the people who are on stage. Yeah, absolutely. And unless you get a bar deal, you're effed. Yeah. It's, and, it's called four walling, right? Well, it's not even four wall. Well, I guess it is four walling. Yeah, in a weird way. Yeah, well, for me, I just paid a, a, a room uh, a rent for the room. Okay. And it just, it's, Groupon and then free tickets. It just it's hard to make. You gotta and they they got the bar. You got the door. Yeah. Yeah, you're it's, you're just praying on that. Yeah, yeah it's just I, I, weird. normally that's a you're good. You're constantly deal, talking to God. Yeah. Now I, come it's, on, God, please just let something happen. Let some Asians just come walking <laughs> down the strip and just accidentally come in here, please. We have gotten to the point now where. We're so desperate for people in seats, we give away everything. Yeah, almost. yeah. First, it started giving away our content for free. And then they're like, just give it away. They'll like it. They'll come to see your shows. And you're like, okay. Now it's like, oh, just comp them yeah. so you have people in the room. And well, they, yeah, because they went to bar. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like... And then I've had deals with the bar, and they're... I mean, they've just, they'll lie right to your face. Oh, absolutely. I had a deal at my first bar deal. We had two giant parties. I'm like, sweet. This is going to be great. Two giant AA parties, and I only had liquor sales. I didn't have soda sales, mm. and one of them was sorry. One of them was an AA party, and one of them just wasn't drinking. So Muslims. I, pull, I pulled, yeah, <laughs> Mormons. I pulled the old uh, Dean Martin trick, and I told the waitress, "I'm like, I'm gonna order a glass of vodka. All right, on the rocks. You bring me water. I'm gonna get these guys drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just started. I'm like, who's drinking with me? And she poured me water all night, and I got them drinking. That was either that or was gonna pay me and the opener ten bucks each. Yeah. We did a club. I'm not going to say the name. We did a club, and we packed it. Mm -hmm. We did an Audi show, and we packed it. And this Dana, my girlfriend, pr helps me produce the show. Dana Hill. Dana, what? Dana Hill. She, Do I Dana know her? Marshall. No, oh, okay, I don't know sorry. But she's a, she's a wonderful person, and she is like, whenever I'm having money problems with a venue or somebody, I do something called Send in the Jew. <laughs> and she goes in there and she just fucking rips dicks. Like that's really? her job. She's like a pit bull because she's been producing stuff forever. She's always had to deal with getting money from right. people. So we're doing this venue. We do not show it's packed. She's outside. Two staff members are outside smoking cigarettes and they have like crazy looks in their eyes and they're like, it's like new year's in there. It's fucking crazy. Boom, boom, boom. So Dana goes to clack, and the venue's like, ma'am, yeah, we didn't sell a lot of alcohol at all. And she's like, what? Yeah, just didn't move a lot of drinks. You're like, that's crazy because we just heard your staff talking like it's – and, yeah. like, you got to send in somebody like that. You got to have somebody who isn't afraid to fucking burn the place down. Oh, absolutely. As an entertainer, in particular a comedian, we're so – 
uh, desperate for not only the spots, but to be loved and be brought back that we're willing to get taken in the ass just to, uh, just to be, you know, show some love from the club. Yeah, no, no, you need that second person to be the buffer. Yeah. So you don't look like the asshole getting what you're. We're promised. Well, I yeah, get him to show the receipts. You need the bad cop. Yeah, exactly. I get him to show, like, if for liquor sales, I get him to show the re- show me the receipts. Show me what you got, you know, and they'll show you the receipts. I had a couple of girls on here who were just producing their own tours, and uh, they're getting boned at the by the door. He's like, I know that they said there were only fifty people there, but I know there were seventy people there. You know, here's what, what you, you get. Someone there to count. Yeah, here's what you do. One hey, you, you want to open for me? You yeah. count every person that goes in there. You, you go know, to Staples by that little clicker. You stand at the door. One, two. Three, Joey four, Diaz five. doesn't allow comps in his room. So either does Doug Stanhope. Yeah. Smart. He goes, I can't comp you, but I'll buy you a drink. I'll buy you a drink at the show. Just buy a ticket. I'll buy you a drink. Oh, that's cool. And that's he just count, 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 count. Yeah. If I did that, I wouldn't get anybody in my show. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's where you're like, there's different little weird like uh uh like monikers of time where it's like you're like, oh, okay, that's a new thing that I didn't used to be able to do. You know what I mean? Like when you can bring your own feature. We're yeah. like, oh wow, that must be a click up to the next. You know, yeah, what I mean? exactly. I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? I uh, I count how much how much money I make comedy clubs mm-hmm. because I'm the type of guy. I'm like an A list comic that you can get for ninety nine cent store prices <laughs> because I'm just fucking crazy like that. Right, right. And like I just watch these clubs make hand over fist off me. Gotcha. And I know they're they're I know they're not comping a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I know they're not because you could see when they're like free tickets. You'll see it on you can see it on Twitter if you're not selling tickets because you'll see the club that you're playing right. telling everybody four free tickets. If they're like four free tickets, you're not moving tickets yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. But I don't see it a lot. And you see, yeah, you know, weekend I just played this one club. It was just packed, and they, I heard them forty dollars a ticket. And I'd get, I'm like fucking barely making a dollar at that club. Right, right. It's such an interesting way. The key is the, you know, the dude, the way Doug Stanhope really did it. it. And to just get it on your own, like to somehow show up. Doug Stanhope, I mean, now he's huge. And he's always been like this kind of myth, mythical character. Oh, absolutely, man. And uh, he's a wonderful dude. He's yeah. like such a, a wonderful human being. And you know, we've been really able to bond lately because uh, we, we're from the same scene. We're both Vegas guys. Right. And, uh, you know, he did it right, man. And yeah. it's like a lot of people can do it. They're just afraid to do it. Yeah. If, yeah. Do you remember I, back when we first started at the store, I remember people were like, Doug Stanhope's here. Doug Stanhope, he's going up. You got to see this guy. You got to see like this guy. Him. And, yeah. And so I remember just him blowing doors. What, 15 years ago? 16, 17 years ago? I mean, maybe? I think he's doing it. I think he's when been we doing it 25 him, years. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And I, he's just, I mean, dude, I did the end of the world podcast with him at mm-hmm. the comedy store. And he told the story of his, his wife, is she, wife or fiance or girlfriend. I know girlfriend. I yeah. Bingo. Yeah. How she went to a coma. And yeah, it's literally yeah. about her doing so much Coke. She had a seizure and her family found the Coke and he's like, and the cops were there. He's like, get it back and in her honor. They did all her Coke. <laughs> like what a crazy story to tell on stage. <laughs> oh, that's insane. I feel like. I don't know. You and I don't really know each other. You and I don't really know each other, do we? Uh, we have a high buy relationship at the yeah, studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, we know more of each other than, yeah, at the studio. And then, like, whenever we see each other, like, you know, improv or store or whatever, yeah. I'm like, hey, hey. Yeah. Where are you from? Uh, I grew up right outside of Chicago. Oh, yeah? yeah? Did you get started in Chicago? Uh, I actually started at uh, Ball State University in mm. Muncie, Indiana. And then Indiana's uh, a great state. It really, un, it really is. I'm gonna be honest with I you, man. Kidding. Red states. <laughs> no, no, no. I There's like doing stuff in red states. Oh, you I, can say what you want about I, them. I, yeah. And the northern third of Indiana is solid. Like South Bend, where Notre Dame is, Michigan City, Gary, East Chicago, Hammond, Valparaiso, all that Plymouth. area right there. They call it the region. And I <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> Do you know what, what that means? No. Oh, why are you laughing at it? Because that's a great name for it, because oh. it sounds so fucking shady. <laughs> it's called the region because, and I did not know that until I went to college, which is in like central, kind of eastern, almost right by Ohio. Um, so, and that's the part of Indiana where you think of Indiana. Right, yeah. It's that neck of the woods. So you're there, and then you'd meet all these why people. Why they call from, it the region? Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. So we're there, and... You know, so many people from southern Indiana and central Indiana are there. They outnumber us. Okay. And they're like, oh, man, you're from the region. And uh, you're like, I guess. I mean, what is that? And it turns out it's the region of Indiana where there's black people. 
Ah, yes. Oh my God. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like all up there around Chicago and Gary. But the rest of the state is just white and racist. Birthplace of the KKK, if I'm not uh, mistaken. You are totally right. You know, yeah, I I lived in a little town called Argus when I was a kid, which was like right next to Plymouth. And Hamilton? Warsaw and what? Yep. Argus, Argus Hamilton. Hamilton. Hey. Hey. Come on, that Speaking was of old racist. Um, I don't know. If <laughs> no, 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 he's not at all. Not I think he all. used to watch Mitzi get drilled by uh, fucking Richard Himself? Pryor. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, him and Mitzi used to go to town all the time, I heard. Yeah, that's how we got <laughs> Sam Kelson. But I'm sure there like was a lot time. of people did. It sounds like a lot of people <laughs> used to knock knock on her door late at night. God bless her, dude. She had the power. She got all the dick she wanted. Yay for I, Mitzi. <laughs> couldn't agree more. Does she show up around the store much no. anymore? No. Mitzi Shore, the no. owner of the comedy store, no? No. Uh-uh. No. You know what's so interesting? She was... When I was working there, she was old. Oh, dude, I remember getting yeah. picked up about 15, 16 years ago at the comedy store, and they were just like, yeah, dude, just enjoy her while she can. She's not going to be around much longer. And she just keeps She's going. hanging on, man. The, the problem with her generation was that they did so much cocaine. Like, I mean, they did it in, like, ice cream scoops of <laughs> fucking blow. I mean, like, it just What's funny is how system. many of those people got Parkinson's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Oh, interesting, yeah. Michael J. Fox, Mitzi Shore, Richard Pryor. You think of so many people that partied without... Uh, uh, with reckless abandon. Sure. Uh, and all were like, oh, man, we did so much coke. All of them. Parkinson's, 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 Parkinson's. Michael J. Fox, known party animal. Yeah. No, dude. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he really? Oh, yeah. Like, he, he was doing... Par- like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was supposedly he was doing Molly all the time. Dude, like, back really? in the 80s, everyone thought all coke was like Red Bull. <laughs> well, yeah. Because it was one of those things where, and that's how vapes are going to be. Because everyone's like, this is great. That's not, a, you know, we've never, because we haven't seen any long-term, uh, uh, you know, results from the experience. Sure, sure. No one's been vaping for 20 years. No, dude. Now that you get that. all these people that were doing coke 30 years ago, you know, you're like, wow, you did coke every day for 10 years? <laughs> and they're just like, yeah. Well, you look like Gollum. How are you 50? <laughs> oh, for sure, sitting dude. there shaking in a chair. Dude, that's 100%. Really? I had no idea. Look Ozzy Osbourne. Dude, well, yeah, please. Just imagine, like, being famous in, in Hollywood, like, at such a young age, on like the biggest show possible, it's like, I would be dead. I yeah, would be dead. Of course, oh, I would he basically yeah, yeah. is. I mean, like yeah, he's yeah. just fucking, and he was just partying so fucking much. And like, I mean, I feel there's something weird about people who have such a incredibly low bottom. Like you know, it's like Britney Spears. Like she fell so fucking far because she had so much money. It wasn't until her dad got in there and goes, "Okay, fucking enough of this shit," you know. But like. You got so much money like that. Michael J. Fox had so much going on the movies, television. He was just part. No one's gonna tell him no, and he had right. the resources to indulge in his in his uh, his vice. I mean, for me, dude, like I had to stop doing all the crazy shit I did because I was running out of cash. <laughs> if I was a if I'd fuck you money, I'd be dead. Yeah, I'd be dead. I mean, you look at it, in the eighties, everybody just did it. Everybody Absolutely. just did there used to be, I talked to old timers and, and the, who's been in TV business for a long time. There used to be a line in the budget. It would be called something, but it would be for the coke. Yep. I know a bunch of people that used to work in the ad agencies in the in the 80s mm-hmm. on the kind of higher up level. I, and they're the same thing. They're like, oh, yeah, we would go out for lunch, a couple lines of coke, have a couple fucking cocktails, go right back to work. And then, you know, you do a couple lines when you're at the thing. And like every When I asked you to describe what it was like to do ad, to sell ad space for the Super Bowl and the Olympics in the 80s, every sentence has cocaine in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's just how it was in the 80s for everybody. I wish they would legalize coke. It, 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 another reason I quit is because it's gotten so bad. There's no... There's no customer service. You can't complain about it. There's no, like, there needs to be a fucking, people need to, like, really care about their product, and they don't anymore. And it's just, like, it's just shitty. If you legalize it, there'll be some fucking standards. It won't cause a lot more banks anymore. It won't cause a lot more bank robberies. <laughs> I think there'll be less crime. I mean, like, You're they nuts, show dude. I've done every Do they drug. even show the kids? The kids now are doing less drugs. Because they're basically like legalizing everything, weed, everything. They're just doing it less. It's less taboo, man. When it's taboo, like, oh, you can't do that. People want to try it more. I, have to, I agree. 100%. More people smoke pot now, or less people smoke pot now. I think you're seeing that. I think you're going to see people doing it a little less. I think it's right. I and think you're I just think... going to be like, ah, I don't need to do it. It's like. I don't know, man. I just don't think it's as big as a deal as it was before. And I, th- I don't. And I said this before. I think the jokes, like comics who base their, you know, 
except Doug Benson does it well, but it's like, it's no longer base it around marijuana. It's no longer, who cares? Everybody smokes pot. Yeah. Our president admitted to smoking pot. Our last one. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what I mean? It's no longer taboo. So I'm like, enough with the stone. I don't trust jokes, somebody man. that says they never did. It's yeah. like, oh, I've never smoked pot. I'm like, well, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah. Right. Like, if you say you've never smoked pot, you're more untrustworthy than somebody who's like, yeah, I smoke every day. Aaron. At least I know who I'm dealing with. Aaron's if never you tell me you smoke pot. every have you ever smoked pot? No, but I had uh, an edible once. Whoa, uh, danger, danger, <laughs> danger. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hardcore. You've never smoked pot? Well, in his No drugs, you don't drink? In his defense, he's twelve years old. So <laughs> oh, I'm fine with that. that. And I also So we don't trust you. Accidental <laughs> edible. Like you're like, oh cookie monsters eat cookies. I got it at an audio show. You got it in an Aussie show? The Corruptor! Scumbag. But there's also how, did you for, get, how did you get pot to sponsor your show? How did you get... I'm the reason <laughs> that fucking uh, L.A. Speedway sponsors fucking the, the roast battles. Yeah? I am really good at finding, uh, making a brand and finding uh, sponsors who want to support that brand. And it's just really easy like that. The Naughty Show, I, I you know, I'm going to do another one coming up here. But I think, like, even that, that kind of style is... The craziness is not like crazy anymore. You know, yeah. when the Naughty Show started, it was very much about I want a venue where I could do dirt, real comedy like I like to do. Sure. Be honest, talk how I want to without people freaking out. And the whole reason I put porn stars in it was I knew that people who probably didn't like my act wouldn't like porn stars and they wouldn't come to the show. So I would fill it with people who loved what I did. And it, it went for a long time. It should have been on television. Right. But it just came out the wrong time when nerd comedy and chick comedy was controlling everything. Sure. And I think we're starting to get out of it. I never thought we'd get away from nerd comedy. I thought we'd always have nerd comedy because the industry's nerds. Sure. And they look like each other. You can't tell from people on stage from the people who are greenlighting shit. And I thought it would always be around. But when people start losing their jobs because nobody's watching anything... Then start stuff starts to change. So I think we're getting a very interesting time right now. But that was the whole thing. You know, with Punch Drunk Sports, we find sponsors that want to reach our crowd. And uh -huh. that's the beauty of it is that who wants this? You are the exception to one, to my, one of my rules. My rule is I've never had anybody leave a show. This is how uptight clean comedy is for me. I've never had anybody leave a show saying, ah, oh, I wish it was more dirty. You know, yeah. it's always people going, oh, that was way too dirty. But you're the exception to the rule, because back when you're doing the dirty show, I ran into you at the gym and you're like, hey, you want to do my show? Are you dirty? And I'm like, uh, I'm not really dirty, but I can dirty it up. And he's like, no, I want real, I want real dirty. I'm well, like, because oh, I just wanted, because <laughs> at the time, no, there was nowhere to do it. Right. And now it's like, it's normal. Sure. And I like to think that the naughty show had the success of the naughty show had something to do. We kind of like pushed the envelope and people started taking, I mean, and then comedy central did a show with Nikki Glaser and it didn't work because I just feel like they gave this. And Nikki Glaser is a wonderful comedian yes. and I, I love her style, but I don't think that was the show for her. I don't think I've watched her act. She's not a filthy human being. Right. And I just don't know why it is with dirty comedy and you they never want to give it to the people who do the dirty comedy are filthy. I'm not filthy. I'm not as filthy as you think I am. I think I've seen you compared. I, I play the rule. We did 15 minutes on strippers and strip clubs. Yeah, I just feel like I talk real, man. I think there's a real whole bunch of shit out there. I, I never say shit to shock people. No, when I no, think, I oh, you're a dirty. Com I mean, like I do some shit. I, I play the room. I, no, okay, I, I'm just real, dude. That's what my I thing. Agree. I, I agree. I think I'm a real. And every joke I've ever talked about is a joke that's from my life. I, I, I've never like made up something to. Or I'm I'm doing a story right now about two dudes fucking in a Chipotle, and I'm gonna be honest, it didn't happen to me. It happened to my good friend. He said he he couldn't make it into funny. He goes, if you can do it, make it funny. And I, I found a way to make it funny, but it's all based on some reality. You right. know what I'm saying? Was that Teeb? No, no, <laughs> no, actually I have a new joke about fucking a dude in a Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, yeah, just, I've never accused you of not being real, man. That's absolutely true. I don't, I no. hate, I hate people who offend to offend. I, I used to get called that all the time. You're shock. You're shock. I like never was a shock comic. And what I see I'm doing now is is kind of coming more and more normal to a way, mm -hmm. uh, which was hilarious because when I started like 20 years ago, 
like everybody wanted to be Seinfeld. Right. And it was all clean, observational comedy. And I was still the same guy I was then. I'm much better at it. Yeah. But I, you know, I would go up there and I, I would get those crowds to go, wrong hole, you know, and just right. give me that, ah, ah, look on my fucking, <laughs> on their faces. But now it's a little more, I, I'm just, I get really upset when I watch dramas and I see how everybody raves about this shit. And then they get so offended by jokes, even though sometimes I wonder if, if the, the, uh, uh, being offended is paid for. Like it's, it's, it's astroturfing. That's not real fence. That it's just PR people trying to muster up some shit, but. Oh, absolutely. The, That's a, a huge part of it. I the think. fact that there, you know, it's like I did Chicago. I talked about it. It's not the worst birthday ever, but I did Chicago and you know, Chicago is an amazing city, but I, word is they're completely politically correct now. And it's like, you're 10 miles from Chirac. Yeah. We're the murder capital of the world. And you're uh, getting offended about dick jokes? <laughs> it's it's unbelievable when you see what real, really offensive shit is. You're upset about jokes. At least you're not getting shot. I mean, like, and it's just an interesting thing, man. It's just like it really upsets me that we handcuff comedy so much right. that we seem to be going in a weird way backwards compared to what is going on in dramas. Are you ever getting trouble on the for people who don't know? <laughs> the same, you don't know. And you do a lot of Death Squad, right? Uh, I do a lot of that. Uh, I've done a lot of naughty show stuff. Um, that's for sure. Sam and I lived in Miami with Tara Patrick for a week. We were in, uh, yeah, we did. That was the best. We did Captain Brian's. Wait, what's her real name? Tara Patrick. I don't know what her real name is. She told me once, but you only get one name with me. It's like, I think it's Larry Nance. No, no. Carmen Electra's real name is Tara Patrick. That's it. Oh, is that what it is? I yeah, thought Tara yeah. Patrick's real name was Tara Patrick. It might be, and that's she's why Carmen Electra. She's a wonderful Electra. person. Tara? Yeah, she's so wonderful, bro. And it's unbelievable. You she's mean like a like, sister to us. So everyone would be like, no. sister, I would totally fuck. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> I would she fuck let me. But she's, you know, we just had like hung out, like nothing crazy, you know. And people were like, dude, you got. I can't wait to hear these stories. They start buttering up their dick, and I'm like. Uh, we watched uh, South Park. We watched the South Park going, marathon, Chipotle? and uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like nothing. Ha I mean, but she's super fucking cool. Tara Patrick's real name is Linda Ann Hopkins. Okay, I'd still what beat off Car for that. What about Carmen Electra? Doesn't Linda Ann Hopkins sounds Patrick. like the okay. first girl to do porn? Who? You know what I'm saying? There's always that one girl who like she's the first one, like who did Deep Throat or whatever her name was. Who? What's her name? Loveless. Linda Loveless. Linda Lovelace. Yeah, Loveless. like. Here's name something. Anyway. So yeah. what were you doing shows down in Miami? Oh yeah, man. I mean the Naughty Show was all over the place. Sure. Canada, all over the United States. It was it was a lot of I had a great time doing it. Yeah. Uh I had a great time doing it. It's just I think comedy clubs just work in the opposite way of all other entertainment. And they wonder why nobody buys tickets anymore. Like there's like twenty guys selling tickets and everybody else is comped because they've made it so star people want to get Rock. They want yeah. to see something crazy, whether it's positive or negative. They want to see, they want to get moved. And comedy clubs have gone the off opposite way, and it just keeps getting more and more bland, more and more offensive, and more and more forgettable. Yeah. Well, it's I just agree. the way it is, man. And for every amazingly clean comic like Sebastian Maskelko, there's just a litter of dudes clogging comedy clubs, not saying anything real. And it just makes it really hard for people want to take fucking chances. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. I do. Now, how did... So, the, you were in Vegas for a while. How long has the Naughty Show been going? The Naughty Show's almost like... I think it's like eight or nine years old. Right. And you're... I gotta say, you're the like... You're the like one of the guys who do... I don't know. You say you don't like to be called dirty, but... You know, you do you and Galern, Jason Galern. Oh, I, I love have yet to have on this show. I've known Galern longer than I've known you. We got started at the store together. Dude, you're the fucking best. Yeah, dude, you're well, you're genius. That's you gotta a, be fucking <laughs> kidding me. You fucked one her. of the best human beings on the planet. Absolutely one of the nicest guys. <laughs> so funny and super dirty. And I remember getting started with him, and I'm just like, dude, you're so funny. I can't. I, don't I love do what you do. I was hanging out with him the other night. I don't do what you do, man, but you do it great, man. I think he's I think I He's just one of those guys that you just wish could get that break and just kind of blow up. He, I can't believe he did the Tonight Show with Leno, uh, and as dirty as he is, and still got a bunch of vagina jokes in there. If I remember correctly, did it air? I thought they tried to nah. try to do it, then it didn't air. It didn't oh, it air. didn't air. No, but he has the footage of it. It didn't air, and then like oh, a have, while he must have back, shown me the footage. Uh, uh, John Malkovich was the guest, and you could see Malkovich and Leno <laughs> laughing in the background. 
It's impossible not to like that guy. Absolutely. Wait, so it didn't air? He... And then they asked him to come back uh-huh. like a couple weeks later. And he go, and they were like, just come back. Just do the exact same set. Come back. We'll do it again. He goes, I'm not doing the same fucking set. You can suck my dick, love. <laughs> <laughs> and then he refused to do the same set again. So then they didn't have him back. Oh, that's hilarious. He literally I didn't was, know that second part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dude, man. fuck off. <laughs> Same fucking set. <laughs> that guy's great. He's one of my favorites. I Lynn's just got asked, uh, I'm, I'm uh, emceeing Fat Mike from NoFX. Yeah? I'm emceeing his 50th birthday party. Oh, awesome. And it's so fucking funny. What A lot of having. black don't crack jokes. A lot of... Uh, no, no, no. What are you thinking? You're thinking you Killer thinking... Mike? Are you thinking Killer Mike? Yeah. No, I'm... No, Fat, Fat Mike from Fat LFX. Mike, the oh, punk rock oh, band. Oh, I got you, got you, His got you, wife you. is uh, Soma Snake Oil, who's the one who beat oh. uh, Jarvis live on... People don't realize how crazy <laughs> and fun the old Naughty Show was. Me and right. Tebow were writing it. Yeah. And we just fucking... We go, how can we give people fucking... The craziest shit ever. And right. it was just, the, the first about three years of the Naughty Show, I would put up against anybody. Any show. I would say show, that run at the, from the, all the improv days when we were at the improv. The, uh, improv days to the first about year at the main room at the comedy store. Yep. Mm-hmm. Especially those improv days, though. Like, uh, what were you doing? We had ske- I mean, we, we, we had themes of shows, uh-huh. sketches yeah. of shows, running themes through the show. Did Roddy Piper come out and beat Dude, the shit out of somebody? <laughs> Long before he was even coming around the comedy scene. Yeah. Before he was ever doing, you know, before he even got into doing it. Yeah, uh, I just feel that, like, maybe what what the Naughty Show was is is kind of everywhere now. So it's like it may not ever be the thing that I, I always wanted it to be. But it was an amazing why we did. I mean, it was the number one show. I mean... Ten years ago, we were, I was still in my fuck early thirties. Yeah. I was like, you know, having fun. We were just, you know, so everybody was coming, partying, strippers, adult film stars. Everybody was boning. I mean, people would just show up and want to hate the show, and at the end, drink. We were setting liquor sale records at the com at the, at improv. the improv. Wow. Yep. They made that mistake. Yeah. That really, in a weird way, was the. And I'm not talking bad about any. I love the improv, and everybody knows that. But back, and this is a long time ago, many staffs ago, but that show was making, and we knew, it's kind of similar to what you were saying, we knew how much, and, but we lived right by, uh, uh, right the by improv. the improv at the time, uh-huh. so we'd have these after parties, because um, we were neighbor, lived in the same complex, Sure, sure. so all the bartenders, all the waitresses, everybody would come back, so we're talking, Sam's talking to one of the bartenders, he goes, dude, that's double, that, just this Thursday night was double what uh, we do on a normal weekend. Wow. And yeah. we're like, And then they hand you a check for $200. Right, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so it wasn't too much. Uh, I love then, doing it, dude. I love to host it. I love to, we got one coming up during the X-Biz Awards, and I love doing it. It's just a lot of work, and it's what's just What's the like, X-Biz Awards? They're, they're, they have the AVNs. Yeah, their yeah. competitions, the Expos Awards. So oh, they okay. have a they have a conference every year at the hotel next to. Yeah, I bet they do. So we do it. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna bring some stuff back. I don't know, man. Yeah. I just enjoy doing it. I just want to shoot. I might talk to all Def Digital and try to shoot some more naughty show videos. Yeah. What now? Didn't you host the AVNs? No, I hosted the. Se- I was uh, I was a guest on the Sex Awards. I've done two weird shows, and that was it. That and then MTV's, uh, uh, they had a storytelling show that was just awful. And it got canceled after like a week on MTV. Right, right. Uh, I did two of them. And it was just like the we I, I did, it was called the Sex Awards, and it was just ran horribly. And oh, it, it was? Just, I remember walking out doing stand-up, and everyone's just staring at me. And because they're, they're all on their phone. I like I look out, and everyone's just texting people. Sure, sure. And I'm like, who are you texting? <laughs> You're where you have to be. Get off your fucking phones, man. <laughs> and uh, it was just an interesting time. But we did a porn star fan mail in there, which is something I want to pitch as a digital series. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just like a good. I could have sworn it's something. I stumbled onto you on Showtime. Yeah, it what, was, was the that. Sex awards. Was that the Sex Awards? It was supposed to be a two-hour show. Two a two-hour show, and it ended up being seventy minutes because it was produced so poorly <laughs> oh, but i ended up being like eight minutes of the show right right i mean i usually only watch half of a porn anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's interesting because the porn industry is very much like comedy. Uh -huh. There's just more supply than demand. Oh, wow. And yeah. it's very hard for anybody to make a dollar in that industry. And so what they do is they do exactly what comedians do. They'll do like The Tonight Show, their version, which would be one big porno. Right. And then they tour off that playing strip clubs. And these strip, strip clubs... They're called Featured Dancers, uh -huh. and that's their headlining. They, you even hear them go, I'm headlining at the blah, 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 and they tour off that, and it's exactly like how comics do it. Wow, I didn't know that. And that's how they make their money, and their podcasting is webcamming. Right. They're all webcamming now. Huh. I guess they have to make money, because everything, it's like all this porn that is free on the internet now. Yeah. They have to make Well, they destroyed somehow, right? them, just like we're destroying ourselves by yeah. giving away free tickets, free content free everything they gave away the porn for free and it destroyed the industry wow and they had that ballot you know here trying to make everybody wear condoms and it was defeated in the porn industry not in the not in california just it, yeah, in, yeah, porn. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. comedy they were going to make <laughs> comedians go on stage with condoms on <laughs> and it was, it was going to be great and because people want are, people think they can destroy the pornography industry right y you just push it deeper 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 underground and make it more and more unsafe for these people. But it's the same thing. If I listed all the qualities of an adult film star, all the qualities of a comedian, but didn't label them, it'd be really hard That's for you to tell the difference. I didn't know that. That's super interesting, man. I blame Louis C.K. For what? For uh, for all the free stuff. No. I, I, do you know who I really blame? Who? It's this weird thing. Chris Milhouse. <laughs> Chris right, Milhouse. Tell the, tell the people who that is. He's this comic. He's a nice guy. I don't have anything against him. I really like him as a human being. But I remember <laughs> when he was the first guy to start giving away f guest lists. And I remember going, that's not good, dude. Yeah. He started doing giant guest lists at the improv, and people started getting on, the, and he was having loading up these lineups. And the lineups were huge. And he just was giving away the door so he could get stage time on stage. I don't hate him for it. Right. But that was, in my opinion, the beginning of the end, because you started seeing everybody doing that. Yeah. It was funny when the improv opened its 500-seat room in Irvine. They were like, we're not doing a guest list. We're not doing a guest list. And I'm like, I'll give that a month and a half. Gee, that's <laughs> Maybe. a lot of real estate. And then it was, well, we're doing a guest list, but don't tell anybody. This is it's just like, and dude, and then you got to train. If you train your crowd not to pay for tickets, yeah. they're not going to pay for tickets. They're I mean, listen, I, I have one of the managers at a comedy club tell me, it's like, yeah, man, it's just, they're just, wait. they don't buy the, they go on sale, whatever. They just wait till the Friday before Saturday, knowing we're going to give them away. Yep. And that, now I just told all and my Groupon listeners. And <laughs> Groupon just... But my listeners love comedy too. and they pay for comedy. That's why. Groupon kills it too, yeah, man. Yeah, Groupon's killed everybody. My buddies run surf camps and Groupon has killed their business too. Oh, yeah. I bet. Everybody, like, everybody wants it for free. Yep. How and do the, we get around it? How do you get around it? I have no effing clue, dude. I, mean, I, I feel like the comedy store in some aspects has gotten around it. No, they do it too, but dude. Do, but I mean, you look at that main room... It's it's not a room that's 70% comped on a Friday night. No, but they do do that's a big sold out shows, main right? Room. I mean, they yeah. do do big shows where you're like, Mark Marin, Joe Rogan, Chris D'Elia, get your free tickets here. And I'm like, ugh. No? Oh, really? If I got huge, if, if I that's got huge, I, that'd yeah. be the number that's one the rule. That's the only way. No free tickets. The answer to that, the only way is, is just get you become the it thing that people like. I, well, five I, guys. That's all people want to see. I actually time. will five go guys. pay to go to the comedy store because it's the it thing. Right. It's in magazines. They got the roast battle. Everyone wants to be there. Now the lineups are stacked. Now nightly. you can't get in for free because everybody's willing to pay. Yeah. But everybody else, you know, you gotta, you know, it's it's just like we were saying earlier in the show. It's like. It's Sam's show in Vegas. They're like, all right, man, well, you got to comp the room and give away uh, your portion so we can at least get people in here and make, so I can make money. Right. And Sam's like, well, I want to do a show, so fuck it. I'm bent over a barrel. Do yeah. I give it away and at least have people in here and, or, yeah. or, or. He got mad at me because I'm like, get rid of Groupon and get rid of fucking <laughs> the free tickets. And yeah. he got fucking mad at me. And he, he flew off the hook on me. Who is this? The guy who I was doing the room oh, with. Oh, right, right, right. He right, flew off the fucking hook on yeah. me. And I'm like, dude. I'd rather have seven people paying the regular money for it than having fucking uh, 30 people in there, 40 people who did a free guest list. Yeah. And you're like, well, you got to let them know to show. No, you're training them not to buy tickets. Yeah. 
And did they did they pitch this one to you? Because this is big in Vegas. Free tickets for the back of the room. If you want to sit closer, that's going to cost you ten dollars. Did they try it. to pitch that one to you? Yet? Like the biggest show out in Vegas right now is a free in the front comedy, comedy show. The biggest show out there is a free is comedy. It real? Show. What is it? Dirty at twelve thirty. Oh, it really? That's free. It's free. I didn't know that. I guarantee you, if he charged five dollars, that room would fucking. Go down. I mean, right. it just sucks. I mean, it's pretty much in a hallway too, though. It's kind of hard to. No, it's a great room, and the guy who runs it's it. It's cool. Off. I'm cool, but it's like they always ask me to do it. But I'm. I love free. it. Really? It's I, all the way I down at time. the other end of the strip. I worked the. It's work great. It is the way, at, way at the other end. And after two shows, I usually just go home. I want to start. I want to do a show downtown. That's my next goal: is to do a monthly, once a month show downtown. That's not a bad idea. Down in Fremont? or I love it, dude. Down in Fremont? I like it down there better. It's old Vegas down there. And it's just growing, dude. And it's growing. It's going to become the hip spot. Yeah, dude. And it's just like, because, man, you go to the rest of those fucking casinos, they're jacking the price on everything. And it's getting to the point where that's what's going to kill off Vegas. It's just going to be too expensive. Well, now, I just learned this, uh, last time I was at the Improv, the MGM properties are now charging for parking. Yeah, that's going to kill it too. They're tra- that's all the properties that MGM owns in Vegas is charging gonna for parking kill it too. and valet. Yep, going to kill it too. It's just getting too greedy, man. It's, it's, eating, just, it's a it's snake eating its tail. Too. Vegas right now is like baseball in the 90s where all these giant corporations bought them. Mm-hmm. And you're actually seeing it right now with the Dodgers. Dodgers, are uh, it's classic. I know you don't talk sports. I don't know what you're talking about right now. But it's hedge fund guys. soccer? What are we talking about? The Los Angeles Dodgers are owned by hedge fund guys. Oh, and this really? is what hedge fund guys do. They buy it and they lower the expenses and raise the price on everything. Mm-hmm. So therefore now they can turn it and sell for even more. But it's like you can't do that with entertainment. Mm-hmm. You can't cheapen it because when you you pay less for your entertainers, you get worse entertainers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, like people think people are just gonna come for whatever. No, dude. To say all comedians, it's my problem with diversity. In, in I, I'm totally for having everybody have equal opportunity to go. I, I, I love everybody. Yeah. But to sit there and go, like someone said that, someone complained about how there was, uh, uh, there was this festival and it should be half guys, half women because that's the population. Right. But I go, you're just assuming that everybody's equally funny. Yeah, yeah. And you're totally taken out. The fact that there's some legit, like, it's just, some people are funnier than others. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just say you got to be equal to this, you're going to hurt the fucking product. And that's kind of what's going to happen. You keep cutting the budget for talent, nobody goes to shows. Yeah, no, I, I got, I used to, I still do it occasionally. I do this, I got this sponsored surf show with a bunch of comics who surf. We got sponsored, went up and down the coast. It was great. And then I got shit because I only had white guys and one white girl on it. And I'm like, all right, find me a professional Black comic who's funny and surfs or any ethnicity. I'm happy to put them on. No, it's just a very white dominated. And, and what about? I can't just giggle. I, I was doing a joke about that. I want to create a famous black surfer. No, I want to get an app that just allows you to have a lot of f- Brazilians. If you, if you're like, oh shit, we're all white. An app you can get somebody like, hey dude, we need like a a, a feminine Armenian guy or a like a angry Filipino or a Cherokee Indian in a wheelchair. I want an app where right. you can just call a guy in, so you have somebody. I get shit with my comedy show too. It's like I just book people who I'm friends with on my show. Right. Absolutely. It's like, it's like oh, there's no diversity. Fuck it. <laughs> I will say this. I got an email from a new listener the other day who thanked me for having women on my show. And I never, and I talked about this when was I it a Brandy, female. It was a female fan. And I never thought twice about it. I'm just like, I book funny people. So, yeah, I have women on my show because we have a wh- problem with ours when it comes to that. And we have a female who works on our show, like a status stat person. Uh, but it's hard for us to get female guests because every time we ask them, they always go, nah, I don't know a lot about sports. Even though we don't only talk about sports. That's me also, by But the I way. hear that a lot. We get that a lot. <laughs> oh, sure. And I go, all right. But I mean, we have a few, but I, d- yeah. I do wish we could have more. How many times can you have Aaron Foley on? That's my question. Exactly. <laughs> or Sarah Tiana. Sarah Tiana. Oh, is she a big well. sports girl? Huge. That's why she works. She's a very much a unicorn. She's she's super funny, uh-huh. great writer, loves sports. There's a huge niche for that. Huh. And, and, a, and cute. You forgot cute. There's a lot of like, there's yeah, a, she's totally cute. I thought that would be a given. Oh, I know, but I mean, there's a lot of like real lesbian chicks that are funny comics that like sports. That you're like, sure. 
I, mean, I, th- I think that's the re- reason I love British television so much because they're so unattractive. You oh, know yeah. they got to be talented to be on TV. <laughs> Who had? Oh, Jim Short has a great bit about newscasters in America versus England. It's great. Okay, Fox News <laughs> and ESPN literally goes the Dallas strip bars going. Anyone can read here. Any <laughs> any chicks here can read. We need you. We need you to be able to be literate and uh, for us to be able to beat off to you. You know what's even crazier? Uh, Mexican, the Mexican weathered girls. Have oh, you ever yeah. seen any of those? Like those oh, YouTube yeah. videos of like, here, here's Am I my- on the internet? Yes. <laughs> See the bubble-headed bleach blonde. She comes on at five. Yeah. All right, guys. Where can we find you? When's the next Naughty Show? Team, where are you going? Uh, What's up with Punch Drunk Sports? Punch Drunk Sports is right. We follow you every week uh, live, uh, noon to two every Tuesday here on All Things Comedy YouTube page. You can watch us live. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Teeb. T H E T E E B. Uh, you can get all my dates there. And in a couple weeks, my album comes out, Return to the Red State. Uh, and that'll be on iTunes and All Things Records. So Look at this guy. He's a professional. He's done it, it before. Yeah. Okay. Come on, team. That's how you do it. <laughs> uh, the next Naughty Show is January 11th at the Comedy Store in the Main Room. I have uh, my podcast with my good friend, Jason Tebow and Ari Fierce, Punch Drunk Sports. You can find me on all social media at Sam Tripoli, T-R-I-P-O-L-I, and follow my YouTube, go to my YouTube channel. I've been putting up videos. I'm so excited. I've been doing it for three months now. I got 300 subscribers. Yes. Dude, it's fucking work, but so go to that, uh, at Sam, it's like youtube.com backslash Sam Tripoli, T-R-I-P-O-L-I, and I have a new podcast called Tinfoil Hat that I'm doing uh, on a regular basis, not all the time because it's a hard show to book. Um, but it's all conspiracy theories. Fun with conspiracy theories. I love it. And uh, la- first episode was Eddie Bravo. We have another episode tonight. So we'll see how it goes, man. Awesome. Good for you, guys. Thank Thanks you. A lot. Dude. Hey, I'm at Murray V on Twitter. I just started on Instagram, Murray V Comedy. And um, I like how when I do my plugs, everybody leaves the room. All right. Fuck you guys. Uh- <laughs> I'm here. I believe in you. Uh, we still have the donation button at roadstories.tv. Go there. You know the drill. Uh, what is it? 15, 10 to 15 bucks, you get a CD. 15 to 25, you get a T-shirt. Anything over 25, you get a CD and a T-shirt. And my laptop just crashed. So that's why I have to drive out to East Bumfuck to do all things comedy uh, studio. We're really excited to have the new studio. Thank you, Aaron, for having us out here. Holla, holla. Dollars, uh, dollars. Oh, and dates will be coming up shortly. Uh, but I do know May 4th. Fruits? The, yes, pineapples. Uh, May 4th, the Jewel Box Theater in Seattle. I will be there with uh, Tim Lee. So, yeah, bypassing the Booker tour is what I'm calling Dude, it. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Absolutely. That's you the- just got to get the – If it's a lot of work, but if you hustle, you can do it. And you just – I mean, telling you, man, I'm, I, I did a Man Heat tour uh-huh. we, with my buddy Chad Zumox. We did it. We ended up making decent cash. We made bonus at comedy clubs. Right. You can do it, dude. Oh yeah, absolutely. I started doing it this year, man. It's it's what I'm it's what I'm looking for to do more of in the new year. You guys, thanks everybody. Thanks, Fiddlecomb. Uh, um, um, Is that am I saying that right? Okay, he does all the social media over here. He's been showing up for the show. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Uh, all right, guys. Oh, what's today? When's Christmas? Next week? This yeah, weekend? Monday. And then the following's New Year's. All right, I got one more show, and then I think I'm going to take a break for a week. I don't know, but I have one more show, so you can listen to it on New Year's Eve. Thanks, Sam. Tell Team I said thanks. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. These fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more missing merch. Drive the rental car past another mega church. Juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marriage.